This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. Woohoo! We've made it. After a tumultuous, a insanely long, and a roller coaster of emotions of a week. This has been the longest week of my life. We've made it. Here we are. Did you know that Nebraska beat Iowa a week ago today? I, I do. I do. Because I was driving home from, the, from Lincoln Southwest High School where I had the... Uh, first high school basketball game of the season last night between Elkhorn South and Lincoln Southwest. Or is your fourth quarter? You heard it? I did. Uh, I did. I heard that there was a three taken at the end of the game that probably shouldn't have been taken. Probably shouldn't have been taken. <laughs> but you know what? They made it. And uh, I, I guess there we are. Did you say I could just I could just feel the you said something about the coach not being very happy about the three. And I could Alex, I Alex could Va- feel they, the he, stare. He looked, he looked over at the Elkhorn South bench and just like put up his hand and like I'm sorry, like I didn't mean that. I could just feel the anger from the coach through the radio. Like, it was it was unfortunate. Like don't take that shot. But Why yeah, you taking yeah, that shot? Don't, don't do that. Um, but anyway, I was driving home like kind of just re- you know reflecting on these last six days and just. I mean, Friday, the, the, the high of finally beating Iowa and it feeling like, I mean, I remember calling into the Husker after party post game show from literally the center of Kinnick Stadium on the Hawkeye. Did you do a I was Russell on Wilson? the logo? No, no, I was not. But I was on the logo after watching Nebraska celebrate in one of the corners. And I remember telling Bach, like, it feels liberating. Like, we, are, we, we liberated from a country it exercise feels like. the yeah. demons here we are so it was an exorcism so i you had that and then not even 24 hours later we were right here in this studio breaking down matt rule coming to nebraska and I was getting then, ready to leave leave lincoln yeah I had to turn around just come a, right back just a, cra- a crazy couple of days um but appreciate you guys hanging on with us uh, throughout the entirety of it 402-464-5685 the honda lincoln hotline the starter Heyman text line both those Open for you guys the entire show today. Plenty of stuff to get to. Full show. Um, w- w- there's some college football news regarding bowl games and <laughs> who, who committees, who certain committees uh, of bowl games want to take. And it's it's becoming this pick and choose type of thing. And so I want to talk about that. Definitely want to get get to the Husker volleyball game last night um, where Rico was at. Uh, I didn't get to watch it, so Rico, I want to, I want Rico to fill us in. I, I got to see this, great. The, the the box score. Um, but I, I was living vicariously through Rico's Twitter last night in the gym. And then at one we'll have our Friday guest, as usual, um, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Kind of talk recruiting, talk just the, uh, the, the process of adapting to a new head coach, what he has to do, what Matt Rule has been up to. Uh, they've been making their ways, their, their rounds around local high schools. Um, Matt Rule visited Lincoln East. You had multiple coaches visiting the metro area, those high schools, Omaha Westside, Bellevue West, Creighton Prep. Um, Elkhorn South and Gretna right were the schools. Uh, Matt Rule visited Lincoln High, Lincoln East. I'm sure he's making his rounds. Because right now at this moment, Rico, 
I mean, there's not a whole lot of 2023 targets, and there's not even, I mean, as of right now, in the city of Lincoln specifically, not a whole lot of 2024 targets. Mm-hmm. But when you look at maybe what this, this staff is doing and what they need to do, this is the right thing to do, get into those rooms, get into those conversations, and, and it has start to have a relationship with the local coaches in Lincoln and Omaha because it's the same thing as what I kind of talked about Brian Applewhite doing earlier this season with Lincoln Northeast is he was talking to coaches from Lincoln Northeast during during pregame not because Lincoln Northeast has guys that they were targeting but because you don't know what they're going to have three four five years down the road Mm -hmm. and Matt Rule is somebody that just signed an eight-year contract he's expecting to be here he'll be here down the road at least he is he he had agreed to be in here for the long haul for a while says he'll be here down the road and yeah Yeah. you know fostering those relationships not only with the coaches but with some of those players because you never know you know a player right now as a freshman or a sophomore hell even as a junior you never know what will happen over the summer or during the school year where you know maybe they they hit some kind of growth spurt or something finally clicks for them and then they have some breakout season and you know you weren't talking to them you didn't have this relationship with them until they were finally good and you know what's that say about you I mean you're the instant school you couldn't talk to anybody like that Mm so you know Matt Rule and and the coaching staff going around and and, you know fostering these relationships talking to some of the current commits some of the possible decommits and seeing you know what they can do if they fit the system if they can you know get them back on board or keep them on board uh, is something really refreshing to see and you know they're going to do it right now in in the Lincoln and the metro area I'm sure they'll hit around the state of Nebraska uh, at some point and then uh more than likely early next week or sometime this weekend, you're going to see a, a lot of you know planes taken off with some coaches on them going around yeah. the rest of the country uh, talking to, again, current commits, maybe, maybe decommits, uh, and trying to see exactly what's going on. I'm sure they've had the phone conversations with them already, and they just have to get into these rooms and start talking to uh, coaches and, and, yeah. and kids and parents and, and figuring out exactly what they have to do to get the commitment. That's your phone? I don't know, was it? Yeah, it was right here. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, what was that noise? Uh, you know, uh, where was I going? Uh, like, they have to talk to people and build relationships well, and, all throughout the country. You want to avoid, I mean, let's be real. Nebraska, three years from now, you want to avoid a Zane Flores type of situation. Yes. In, in 100% honesty and, and putting it as bluntly and as lightly and simply as as that um, as possible you don't. You want to avoid a Zane Flores situation where you sit here his senior year towards the end of his recruiting process and have that moment or that that feeling of oh crap we should have put in effort we when he was a sophomore guy. when everybody else was we should have put in effort we, you don't want that feeling hanging over your head and over your program in the next couple of years so because it's when, not when Matt, I, I mean Matt Rule talked about that 500 mile radius on Monday that was one of yeah. the first things he mentioned. So to he he mentioned that, and then when it came to recruiting that 500 mile radius, he said he said something along the lines of how mind boggling and how just insane it is to him that guys are go leaving that area this this area around this school and going to an FCS school or going to a Memphis or a Northern Illinois or or somewhere else a group of five school or below and excelling when they could excel at the Power 5 level with the right development mm-hmm. and the right kind of care and attention. The really talented guys shouldn't be going to lower-level schools and, and avoiding Nebraska. That's something that mm-hmm. he's really critical on. And, I mean, you know, they're trying to they're, – they're 
kind of drawing some weird shape, square, rectangle type thing going from Texas to Florida to New Jersey and back to Nebraska and just covering that whole area with their uh, recruiting knowledge and, and hitting those states in that area and mm-hmm. trying to you know hit that hard and get the more talented kids out of those. or Not even the more talented kids, just the kids that fit their their – their strategy, their, the skill set that they want. Because right now, as we talked to uh, Brian Munson in the water cooler a few uh, couple of minutes ago, it looks like they're going after speed. A lot yeah. of the early offers that they've been sending out are guys that have a lot of speed. Something you can't coach. You can't coach speed, but these guys that they're going after have a ton of speed, and then you, know, you, you coach them up from there. And it seems as if that's going to be a big point of emphasis on their offense and defensive recruiting. Now, since we are talking recruiting, we'll also get into this in about 15 minutes with Zach um, of Inside Nebraska. But it is important for us to make sure folks know. So a little bit of breaking news right before we went on the air in yep. between in between the uh, the crossover between the water cooler and, and the happy hour. Um, Omarion Miller, a four-star wide receiver, has decommitted. Thanks to Tyler for for sending it in to make sure we knew. Um, Omarion Miller has decommitted from the Huskers. So in the last 24 hours, Nebraska has lost two of their high, their high, their two highest recruits, Malachi Coleman and Omarion Miller. Uh, Miller, a six-foot, 296-pound wide receiver from Vivian, Louisiana. Um, he had been committed to the Huskers since, I believe, July, if I remember correctly. So, um, Omarion Miller decommitted from Nebraska. I mean, he was a guy that um, they were the, the previous staff was in on during their time at LSU. They've been in, they've been in on uh, on Miller for for quite a while, and now he decommits from Nebraska. So, the the, the class is going to take a hit. The, the, it's going to take a hit. Um, it happens. Look, you got a new. It's, it's what's I, happen, I said yeah. it on the water cooler. You had, you know the. Previous permanent head coach lost his job. You you know you saw a little bit of a shakeup. Some people decommitting. Your defense coordinator got fired. Again, you saw a shakeup. You saw some decommitting. You had that interim coach that was building the relationships with all the recruits. He was told to coach as if he was the head coach. That's what he was doing. He was recruiting as if he was the head coach. He said it multiple times. We're going to leave this place better than how we inherited it, better than what we found it. And then at the end of the season, after a massive win, um, he ends up not getting the job. So. You're going to see some people who had relationships with the previous permanent head coach, who had relationships with the interim coach. Uh, maybe they had relationships with both of them that just don't know exactly what to do with this new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And again, decommitting doesn't necessarily mean that they're done, that you can't you know, convince them to recommit. As, as entering the transfer portal doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to leave. It's just you know opening up the options and seeing what's out there and, and, and being re-recruited by this new coaching staff. And a lot of people like that. A lot of people like the feeling of being wanted by somebody else. So you know they're mm-hmm. going to go through this whole process again. And if the current coaching staff wants them, I'm sure they'll make their intentions known. And if they don't, you know, the, then these kids will move on and, and hopefully to, to bigger and better things. So once again, O'Marion Miller decommits from Nebraska, a six foot two hundred and ninety six pound wide receiver. Okay, they, did I say two hundred and ninety six? I thought you said six foot two hundred ninety six pound. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. 
Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a US-licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Maybe I just didn't put the, the pause in there like I needed to. Six foot, 296 pound. Okay. So I maybe, like, maybe I just said it too fast. I like that maybe, is a, maybe I just said it too quickly. That is a thick receiver. <laughs> yeah, a, and they want speed. That so, is a big uh, but that, six, that would not If he's fit. six foot, 296, and he's got six, speed. Six feet tall. <gasps> coming in six feet tall, 296 pounds. Oh, Marion Miller. <laughs> Man, okay. Anyway, exactly. Yeah, that, that that's up there somewhere. Um, oh, it's the, that, there it is. There it is. That's like that's like one of the guys that you create in your road to glory. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's that's they're, 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 the short legs are just running down the field. That's a tight end. You can't see though because their torso is so wide. You can't see their legs running. Okay. I made a quarterback that was as tall as you could go and as big as you could go and just running through folks. That is that is a that is a road to glory character if I've Ooh. ever heard the measurables for. All right, six so, foot two ninety six. So once again, moving on, um, we'll we'll talk to Zach Carpenter here in a couple minutes. Um, also in the crossover between uh, with with Strick and Nate, like we do every day. Since it is a Friday, we got picks coming up, and there's there's some exciting ones. Obviously, we'll pick all of the co- the conference championship games, and then we will also pick World Cup. <gasps> I love it because we're we're gonna do something different. And I, I don't I put, lose if I, we do I put, World Cup. I put a little bit of spin on it for how we pick World Cup. So because there's, I mean, you can't really do spreads, unfortunately. No. So. Um, all right, three so, goals. <laughs> yeah, so let's go, let's move on to Husker volleyball real quickly before we before we jump back into volleyball with Zach um, here in about ten minutes or so. Oh, okay, so Lindsey Krause, just to kind of just kind of brief overview from my point of view as somebody that that was unable to to watch the game live. Um, and Lindsey Krause leads the way with ten kills. Mm-hmm. Nebraska sweeps Delaware State. Baton Horse adds eight. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Horde has a team high nine blocks. Hmm. But here's the deal. Now, now tell me if if the stat sheet was wrong, Rico. I looked up at the stat at the box score, and it said Nebraska had a team a, a team of fifteen blocks, mm-hmm. while Delaware State had zero, mm-hmm. not a single block. Now we mm-hmm. talked about the height difference, the height differential. It came into play. Okay, so so tell us about it because you were there. It came into play. Uh, so as you said, Lindsey Krause had ten blocks. Uh, she came alive in the third set uh, and just started going going off. Uh, I think she had three kills going into that set, and then just they, they just kept feeding her. Uh, as the game started, it looked as if they were going to Batenhorst early. I believe she had somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 swings uh, at the end of the first set. Um, so they, they were going to her early. John Cook mentioned, as you just said, you know, 15 blocks to zero. John Cook mentioned early that they had to get used to the speed at which Delaware State was playing, but the, the height differential, they were kind of they're used to playing taller teams. So they had to change their block from kind of going straight up and down mm-hmm. to kind of reaching over the net to just send it back okay. down, which is something that they were doing because Delaware State was a shorter team. They were able to do that on them, so they weren't really worried about getting uh, tooled off of the off the block. So they were sending these shots straight down. Uh, Delaware State was doing their best to stick with the outside hitters in the middles for Nebraska, but you know the height differential and the ability to get up as high as they were just just kind of put it away for Delaware State. They weren't able to do much uh, against that, but. Um, the speed at which they were moving, even off the serve, I think Nebraska had five or six service aces, but when Delaware State was receiving them uh, and getting into their system, they were moving 
quickly. Nebraska, again, I mean, they finished with 15 blocks, but there were a couple times where the block was late getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, Lexi Rodriguez is in the back there, and you don't really have to worry about anything hitting the ground on her. I think she had 19 digs. She had 16 at the end of the second set. Um, but then, you know, Nebraska's Nebraska's block came into play. I mean, it was all all uh, all match, but came into play in the third set, and Delaware State kind of fell apart, so there weren't really many opportunities for her to get any more digs after that second set. So she ended up with 19. She had, again, 16 going into the third set. Um, it was kind of just total domination by Nebraska after the first set. Um, again, these teams were 1-2 and two in opponent hitting percentage, so these were two of the best defensive teams in the nation, and it kind of looked like it was going to be a defensive battle uh, about halfway through the first set, and then Nebraska, I'm guessing, kind of realized who they were, uh, stepped on the gas pedal and, and kind of took it to Delaware State. Yeah, so I mean, and and thanks. Um, it's when they look forward now. Nebraska plays Kansas. They host Kansas tonight, mm-hmm. seven p.m. This one's on ESPN Plus. Uh, no, yep. yeah, first and first second round are on ESPN Plus. Then it's ESPN U. Then it's ESPN. Then ESPN no, Two. ESP, yeah, ESPN. Then ESPN Two. Yep. yep. Okay. Perfect. For some so, reason, the championship game is always on ESPN, ESPN Two. I don't know why. Yeah. Who know? Who nobody knows why. But uh, um, Kansas rolled Miami. I was in attendance for that one yeah, as well. Yeah, and Miami was the national seed, right? Miami was the seventh seed in the in the region. I don't okay. know what their, their seeding was for the entire tournament, but they were the seventh seed in this region. Kansas, not seeded, um, and just they swept them, just took it to them. I don't know exactly. I was up and down watching the game. I was kind of tuning into other things, and um, but it was just total domination by Kansas. Like it would yeah. seem like it was close at one point. And then the next thing I know, I look up and the set's over and Miami Lee had 17 if, points. If I remember correctly, Kansas was a team that made a final four a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They because played Nebraska, I remember Nebraska in playing four. them and, and Nebraska was able to beat them in the final four. It was so, in Omaha. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, it, here's the thing. Nebraska plays Kansas tonight, 7 PM. Former ESPN Husker plus Aneshka Sabo Zabo. Uh, yeah, it's like S S Z A B O. Yes, I feel bad for not knowing how to pronounce it, but uh, she plays for Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. She had a pretty good game for the Jayhawks against Miami. And again, for anybody that forgets, Nebraska and Kansas did play in an exhibition exhibition match in Grand Island before the season started. Nebraska right. won that uh, in four sets, but. Although Kansas's team is largely the same, John Cook says they're pretty much the same. They do a couple of things different, but they're pretty much the same. Nebraska's team is different. Nebraska had, she had already announced that she was transferring, but she was playing in that game. Um, <clears throat> Callie Schwarzenbach played in that game, started in the middle mm-hmm. um, because they had lost Lauren Stivens and and they didn't have. Um, this was when they were trying to sort out the the extra year of eligibility. Oh, so they didn't have Caitlin Horde yet. For, uh, no, they didn't have Caitlin Horde yet. They were trying to f- figure out the extra year of eligibility um, for why am I blanking on her name? The Kayla Caffey. M- Kayla Caffey. Um, and also, um, I'm just forgetting everybody's name right now. She played for she plays for Texas now. She's a defensive specialist. She had seven aces yesterday for Texas, and I can't remember her name. Oh, and uh, why am I? Uh, this is bad. I know it's really bad. I'm supposed to be the volleyball uh, guy here, and I can't remember her name. I'm blanking on it too. I don't usually blink on this. I know. I, I don't usually. Uh, here we can we can make this yeah. quick. Uh, She's from Hawaii. She was committed to USC. Her, her then brother. She decommitted. Her brother is a four-star she linebacker. Decommitted from USC. Committed um, Akana, to Nebraska. Akana, Akana. Kayla Akana. Yes. I feel terrible Ooh, right now. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Adon. Goodness gracious! Wow. So she was playing. Kayla Caffey wasn't playing. Callie Schwarzenbach was playing. They didn't have Caitlin Horde. This Nebraska team, they had they had Kenzie Knuckles. Yes. Uh, this Nebraska team is completely different from mm-hmm. the team that Kansas played in Grand Island before the season started. So, okay, a couple, couple texts I want to get to right before we get to break here because we're right up against the clock. Um, Bill and Bennett asked, do you think that going back to football really quickly, 
Uh, do you think so? Once again, seven p.m. tonight, ESPN Plus from Nebraska, Kansas. Make sure you check out Rico. Um, okay, so do you think that decommits and guys entering the transfer portal are directly related to Mickey Joseph's situation? I, I think it's important to to note. Um, I, I think that the decommits and the guys entering the transfer portal and the fluidity throughout the program is just due to everything going on. I, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty. Right now, for a lot of the players, I think for a lot of, I mean, the, the official staff isn't even hasn't even shaken out yet. I mean, we don't even know who Nebraska's quarterbacks coach is going to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know who Nebraska's defensive coordinator is going to be, or the linebackers coach, or like there's there's a lot of, of things that have still yet to um, kind of work themselves at their themselves out, and uh, I think. Once again, throughout the transfer portal, it will, this year is going to be bad. Like we're, we thought last year's off season of transfer portal was going to, was bad. This year is going to be, I, I think, just as bad, if not be a lot worse. Of and so, um, I think there was like twenty some hundred, or excuse me, a little over two thousand names in there last year. I, I, according to national writers, they feel like there's going to be three thousand to four thousand guys that enter the portal over the last couple years or over this off season. Which, if you break that down per roster, that's one out of every three. It's going to be a lot of people so, looking for homes. There, yeah, exactly. And there's not going to be enough room. So we're going to have this conversation throughout the entirety of the of the off season. So just kind of buckle up and and get ready for a lot of changes to come Nebraska's way, um, both good and bad, both in additions and uh, attritions. Um, I think as we as we go forward, let's take a break. When we come back, we got Zach Carpenter, our good friend of Inside Nebraska, the rival site for the Huskers. Break down Nebraska football. Break down this last week, his thoughts, um, and and let us know about a little bit about recruiting as we go forward. Um, with the transport opening up soon and the uh, early signing day quickly approaching. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.